Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. While you're there, I do encourage you to check out my other podcasts, specifically covering films of the 1980s. It's called Around the World in 80s Movies, and you can find the link to that at my website, Quipster.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a film that's getting a lot of critical acclaim. In fact, it just won the Golden Globe for the best picture in a dramatic category. It is called 1917, and it is a war movie with some thriller and adventure elements to it. It's an R-rated film. It does have violence, some disturbing images and language. The runtime is an hour and 59 minutes. George McKay, Dean Charles Chapman are primarily the stars, with small roles, really extended cameos for Colin Firth, Mark Strong, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Scott, and Richard Madden. The director is Sam Mendes, who also co-writes the screenplay along with Christy Wilson Cairns. Now, 1917 takes place in northern France. It's amid the Great War, or as we call it today, World War One. Lance Corporals Blake and Schofield are two British soldiers commanded to carry orders from their general into no man's land and then beyond into German-occupied enemy lines. The mission-critical orders are for a battalion of 1,600 British soldiers, including Blake's brother, to stand down from their planned raid the next morning against the Germans, who are actually setting them up for a massive ambush. They go through trenches, through decimated towns, bombed-out structures. They are traversing all manner of dangerous terrain, cautiously but very expeditiously, in order to save the lives of their fellow soldiers. Now, stunning camera work, I think, is among the top highlights of 1917. You have director and co-writer Sam Mendes working for the fourth time with the legendary cinematographer Roger Deakins. Together, Deakins and Mendes deliver this immersive war experience across a wide variety of challenging terrains. And the hook here is that it looks... The entire film looks as if it was done all in one take. It's actually several takes that are seamlessly stitched together by the tech wizards who are using the latest technology. It really does look very seamless. In fact, I only noticed one time where it cuts away from the action for a moment, but that's right smack dab in the middle of the film. So kudos to them for being able to pull this off. Mendes did dabble with that technique a little bit for a lengthy one-take sequence during the eight-minute opening to his second James Bond flick, Spectre. The thing that's interesting here is that they're using a camera outdoors primarily to do this one-take special. There wasn't really a chance for the usual filmmaking staples like lighting or, you know, the off-camera crew because the camera really does 360 degrees around here, so you are not supposed to see any people who are working on it. In fact, the director had to watch it on a monitor remotely off-site. Matching shots were required while they had to wait for similar natural lighting conditions to occur to keep things very consistent. They waited patiently for windows of opportunity when the clouds would block the sunlight. They were looking for gray skies throughout the entire picture. For Mendes, this film proves to be a labor of love. The script, who he co-wrote with the longtime Penny Dreadful writer Christy Wilson Cairns, is based on stories that Mendes's elderly grandfather had told him about his days as a soldier during World War I. Mendes heard these stories when he was very, very young. 
1917 marks the first screenplay credit for the director. Mendez also provided a supplemental script in addition to his traditional script, and that script was full of schematics of the locales that this was going to take place, maps of the area, very detailed diagrams of the buildings and other structures. And they used this because they were building the sets very specifically so that the camera and its operators and the grips could traverse in and out without being obtrusive. And this mobile crew had to maneuver the 360 degrees in and out without any indication that they are there or even how they did it. These schematics were essential to have in mind so they could figure out where to stop for dialogue or to breeze through for a nail-biting action sequence when it called for it. The decision to do 1917 in one take was from Mendez. He wrote the movie with Deacons in mind, especially in the manner that the cinematographer works with a lot of storyboarding and he likes to break down every element that he's going to shoot beforehand. And Mendez felt it would be necessary for the story to get us into the trenches for most of it and to do it in real time and that one take technique would definitely get us into that mode. However, Mendez also wanted the story and its characters to be at the forefront instead of having to obsess over this technique. So if audiences experienced a film only looking at the single take elements of the cinematography, he would consider that a failure of wanting to do it this way. Mendez wants people to experience the film without seeming like there is a camera there at all. The key is to make audiences forget that it exists, and that's why he wants to go this way. If you're in the audience, you should be in the moment. You're not supposed to be trying to decipher if you're they're using a steady cam or a crane or zipping on a wire through the scenes. If, if you're thinking about that in your mind, then you're not really engaged. Now, to some younger viewers, the way that the action tends to follow one or two men walking or running or jumping across a variety of landscapes is probably going to be reminiscent to you of the immersive nature of video games. There is a very video game aesthetic to the film. It gets you into the action in a manner that also plays like other types of films that you don't see in the war genre. Tense action thriller, claustrophobic horror movie, sometimes all of those things seem to come up at once. This is a pretty rare film. It is both epic and it's utterly intimate throughout because we're seeing the scope on the screen, that great cinematography that captures the landscapes, but we're also following one or two people as they traverse that. Now, although the film is immersive and it does have the requisite tension, the one-take premise, I will say, does hamper its effectiveness on occasion. If this were a film that was shot with conventional editing, I think the editors would have taken out several of the sequences that take more time than they're worth to keep a narrative flow. For instance, there's a scene where one of the soldiers ends up on the back of a truck and we get extended dialogue sequences with other men that are in the back of the truck with them. It doesn't quite push forward the story and it goes on for quite some time before the truck ends up getting stuck in a bit of mud, which is kind of a brilliant sequence for a one-take movie. The technical aspects of the scene are jaw-dropping, but audiences are, I think, more likely to be riveted in how they did this sequence in one take, more so than they might feel the tension of the moment. So as a result, I think that if you're viewing this, you're going to likely bounce back and forth between being involved in the movie for its story and also admiring the way it is presented from a more distant vantage point. And that tends to mute the emotional elements of the story that it's trying to achieve. 1917, I think, also delivers an understated anti-war message underneath the realistic recreation of life in the trenches. It is hell. War is hell, as they say, and it does take you into some of the worst aspects of that. 
However, I think as the story must also keep moving, the thematic elements of the piece, they're not really as fleshed out to deliver big powerhouse messages other than to observe how terrible the conditions must have been for the soldiers on the front lines. Mendez does end the film with a dedication to his grandfather who told him these war stories. So that's kind of a potent reminder as you walk out of the theater to your comfortable life yet again that there were real life men who experienced such horrors in the theater of war and they didn't just do it for a couple of hours. 1917, I'd say, is a riveting and a unique way to pull off a full-scale war movie, and it does it in a way that the theatrical experience, I think, is essential to take it in in the movie theater, because you're not going to be distracted by looking at your phone or talking to your neighbor. It's not really a place to adequately pause the film anyway, because it's all done in one take. The action is always moving. It's very much a cinematic experience, more so than I would say it's good storytelling, but I do think that as an example of the continuing power of motion pictures, ones that you see in the movie theaters, it's a solid reminder of the importance of a visionary filmmaker like Mendez and in getting all of those aspects right in a technical sense. So very much a cinematic experience above all else and very unique in that way and very highly recommended for that. So three and a half stars out of four is what I'm giving 1917. Three and a half stars on my scale means that I do think that this is a good film and definitely worth going out of your way to see if this at all sounds of appeal to you. If you're a cinephile, I definitely recommend at least catching this in the theater while you can in order to get that experience that you probably can't get watching it on the smaller screen. So very much recommended at three and a half stars thank you everyone for listening i hope that you enjoyed this review if you see 1917 and you have your own thoughts on this and you want to impart them to me you can find my contact information at my website that's at quipster.net q-w-i-p-s-d-e-r.net you can find links to my twitter feed facebook page instagram all of those are adequate ways of getting in touch with me until next time thanks so much for listening and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movie.